Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the inaugural Rangers Women's Show by the Gallant Few Podcast. My name's Colin McDuff and I'm delighted to be your host uh, this evening as we talk through all things Rangers Ladies. Here to, you know, hopefully preview a, um, a better season than last season, it's uh, Graham Campbell. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Uh, you almost slipped out of the word inaugural. I don't know if I had a challenge that word. Um early doors at the start but yeah um no good uh better than obviously the, the last time we got together and watched the watched the the women's team um in the last day of the season so yeah looking forward to kind of delving in and, and and chatting about the the season ahead definitely obviously as Graham touched on there we were lucky enough to be in the in the media box for um that that game against Glasgow City, where unfortunately Glasgow City did win the win the league in the last day of the season. Um you would have heard though in different pods throughout the summer that the women's game has really be something we cover a lot closer as a pod. Um we've been chanting to Rangers and it's more than likely we'll be we'll be in um we'll be we'll have access media access to the majority of the games that the Rangers women play at Ibrox or at um, Clyde Stadium. I also get the name of that. Um, Broadwood. Broadwood. Um, it's not even their stadium anymore, is it? Is it not? Who? No, who is I, think, I think they got booted out. Is it not as in Broomhill? I could be wrong here, though. Um, is it? I'm fairly certain Clyde don't play there. But hey, I don't know. I'm sure some do. The listeners didn't come along to hear about the, the trials <laughs> and tribulations of we Diddy teams. Um, but, Graham, let's, we can't really talk about the season ahead without kind of put, drawing a line under last season. Um, Rangers, they, 
they won the Sky Sports Cup. Um, off to a off to a good start as we approach the turn of the year, and it was just inconsistency in the league and in the Scottish Cup. Um, we got to the final in the Scottish Cup, I should say, beat off Celtic, lost the league in the last day of the season. Seen Malky Thompson move out, and he's now um, assistant to David McCallum in the B team. Uh, do you think it was the right move to move Malky on? Yeah, I don't think it will surprise anyone um, to see that Malky left. T- t- to be honest, I think the only surprise within some of the supporters why he was still employed by the club. Obviously, that's not probably for us to, to sit and dive into, but I think it certainly caused a wee bit of some talking points between a lot of a lot of folk at Rangers. Look, if he's not good enough to, to manage a women's team, is he then good enough to, to still have a say in you know, some of our best, best youth coming through? So um, I think that's talking point one for the women's team itself. Yeah, look, I think it was time for him to move on. He did well. He won his league. Um in the last season and yeah as you say look um, a successful start to um, the new season by winning the cup and then we go into the last game of this or going into the last week of the season with the chance to win a treble I just think that we we, we rode our luck at times and we just had a, an absolute catastrophic dip in form um, kind of like I don't know that third quarter of the season um, some horrendous losses I know we, we had some injuries to key players and obviously Jane Ross being numero uno um, the, amount of, the number of goals that we just couldn't score and Malky said that in his last press conference and after that league game and I think anyone that, that, that saw any of the Rangers women team last year would agree that you know lack of goals was the, was the issue for us, um, despite a relatively solid start to the campaign, it was really the goals that cost us. Um, so yeah, no no surprises that, that Malky moved on. Just to echo what you said there, because I think for outsiders looking in, some would see that last week of the season where we're a week to go, you're going for a treble and the manager ends up getting the sack. But I, I think it, what you said, that, you know, that third quarter of the season, it was in Rangers' gift so much throughout the season for that league to just to create a gap between themselves, Celtic and Glasgow City. So it doesn't quite paint the full picture um, that you know we we went into the went into the last week with a chance to win the league. We were playing for snookers quite a lot in the at post split, and Celtic even had to do us a cut of favours to stay in contention. Um, Joe Potter coming in then. Um, on, I want to get your thoughts on Joe Potter and her number two, Jay Bradford. Um, so I, I said at the time we, when Joe Potter was announced, um, it was a bit strange with a job the size of Rangers. We're getting somebody who's got a really strong coaching development background, but never had a, a first team manager role. Couple that way, Jay Bradford has had a couple of different stints as first team manager. Um, and I suppose the more I think about it, I can't really be too hypocritical because Michael Beale's only had six months as um, a manager before he came into Rangers, and I was over the moon when he came back. So for me, Potter and Bradford, it's almost like the I don't know, maybe the Gerard Gary Mack kind of mold where young coach coming in, Jay Bradford's maybe the experienced head. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I think pleasantly surprised. Um, first and foremost, um, just from the women's league point of view, 
I think that it's a good thing that we've appointed a woman as coach. Uh, I think we're either the second or only third team in the, the Premier League with a, a female coach. So first things first, I think that was, that's a really uh, good starting point. I think it's a good appointment. Jo Potter, yeah, she's not got managerial experience as such, but she has a long, long time, um, a long experience of coaching um, at a good level. And added on to that, you know, she I think she got somewhere between 30 to 40 caps to Lionesses. So, look, she's been about winners. Um, and obviously, no matter what level you're at at Rangers, whether it's uh, the women's team, whether it's the under-15s or whatever, you know, we're about winning, and that's us. So when you talk about, oh, is it kind of like a Gerard? Maybe, yeah. Um, somebody with that winning mentality, that core winning mentality that, that we need at Rangers, and, and that's the most important thing. So I was really, really, really pleasantly surprised when, not surprised, that's the wrong word, but... Um, I was just really happy when I heard um, when I heard her first interview um, on Rangers TV, and I thought she spoke really well. She clearly understands what the club's about. She understands the expectations. She clearly has her own style of play that she wants to implement, um, and then moving that forward, you know, I'm sure there'll be many Rangers fans listening who always wait for those kind of first training ground videos, whether it's for the, the, the women's team, the men's team. And it was good to see her on that, that training field um, implementing her techniques and implementing her style. Um, I, I'm really, really optimistic and I think you know it could be a really shrewd appointment and hopefully we, we give her that time. What I've what I've read and what I've seen of um, Joe Potter is she is a very hands-on coach, and even when she was before she retired um, in the last couple of years of her playing career, she was also coaching. Um, at, um, I think it was English Championship level as well. Um, the lower end of that, very hands-on approach to coaching. I think she does put a big focus on on bridging that gap between young players coming in and stepping up into the into the first team and you know developing the the players that break through into into experienced first team players and I think Graham we will maybe come on to some players who have left and came in but Rangers still has a very young squad. They do have a young squad and we've just had Laura Berry and Maya McCauley step up as well. Um you know, I don't even think they're 32 between them. Um, the, the two of them, like, we do have a young squad. You know, we've still got folk like Kirsty McLean in that as well. I think Joe Potter will be good to to maybe add a wee bit, I don't know, maybe cement them further into the first team, would you think? Listen, absolutely. I think she touched on that in her interviews, um, that, you know, we have some really good young players coming through and I'm a, I, th I think, you know, she'll be asked to really capitalise on them and, and try and bring them through where possible. Um, obviously, in the transfer market, I'm not sure what moves we'll be making as such. I know we've seen real hardy, but I'm not sure what else we'll be doing at this point, you know. Um, I know there was already a list, again, Malky in his last press conference said, look, targets had been identified for next season, but... You know, I'd like to think that if Joe Paul's coming in and, and doesn't fancy those targets as such, then we would look elsewhere. Um, so hopefully we're thorough. But yeah, of course, look, um, seeing those two getting their contracts is great for them. 
great for us again trying to hold on to our best talent because we did lose a couple of our more important players. So, yeah, and, and look, I think you've mentioned as well, Jay, um, Jay Bradford. Um, I'm sure Joe will be calling her experience as well and and, and they will have uh, firm discussions. Like, she's, I think she had to um, quit her career early doors, 21-22. So, I mean, Joe Potter's been coaching a few years, but Jay Bradford's been coaching for the, I don't know, best part of 12, 13, 14 years. Um, youngest female coach to manage Coventry. First female coach to manage Coventry ladies as well. Look, she comes with a wealth of experience. So, look, I'm sure at the levels they've been playing at as well, they'll have spotted a few gems and, and you know, they'll maybe delve into the market that, that they know best. Just on um, the market then, let, let's start with incomings. Michelle Coulson came in for Anderlecht, um, a 24-year-old. Um, she's not quite a, you know, she's not quite a veteran, but the level she's played at, at the top fight in Belgium, and you know, I think she's a 24-year-old. She's maybe got best part of 200 top fight games under her belt, um, internationals as well. I guess a solid signing into the. And in, in the defence and Rio Hardy comes in um, the same day that Kayla McCoy goes out, but Rio Hardy again, top goal scorer for Durham. Um, she's played in, um, she played in Iceland, played in America, played in Cyprus, um, further into the late twenties. But I think straight away what I can see, while if Joe Potter and Jay Bradford, they are good coaches, are good at getting players to the next level up. This does give me a wee bit of comfort where there's there's players coming in which can just slot into a, a professional side. Okay, absolutely. Going, going back to Colson, you're looking at somebody who's, again, we spoke about the winning mentality that, that I think Joe Paul's going to bring. Michelle Colson's been, been at Anderlecht for the last three seasons where they've, they've won back-to-back leagues again. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're bringing in a, a known, experienced winner. She's capped for Belgium. Um, I think, yeah, she. I think she'll absolutely slot into her side without any concerns. Hardly a Hardy's more, I guess, what I'd spoke about. Maybe, you know, I wonder if that's more a, a Bradford, a Paul and Bradford signing that, you know, they they know that level. They know that level. Hardy was maybe um, available and, and they've swooped and, 
And she really is a she's quite a commanding looking player. Um she already talked about, you know, the, the goal she wants to bring in. Look the, the players we've lost, one thing we really need to do is make sure we're bringing in we're bringing in goals. We're pretty solid defensively. I think we're relatively set. We we could do with one or two, but but it's going forward, it's that middle to front that we really, really need to strengthen on. We really weren't, and I love how, like, when one thing happens at one part of the club, it tends to breed throughout, um, throughout the club. I mean, I think at different points last season, the B team, the men's team, and the women's team were all just they had all the vigor. Yeah, priest in front of goal, man. They were just weren't clinical at all. Jane Ross was a massive injury, and you, you, you touched on it, the Malky Thompson, but I don't think he used that as an excuse, but you definitely did touch on it. For me, that's a, a bigger criticism. You you always miss your best players, and Jane Ross is one of the, the top players at the club. But if you're solely relying on that one individual, kind of similar to what the men's side done with Morelos, you need to be able to adapt. So as much as I can't wait for Jane Ross to come back, I'm glad that we've got another option in Rio Hardy and we may even see them play together or as one or the other, but we do we can't just rely on Jane Ross being fit for fifty games a season. No, you, you listen, you can't and and we talked about kind of the the struggles we had in front of goal, but yes, we were missing Jane Ross, horrendous injury. Uh, Megan Bell was out for got over a year again, horrendous knee injury. Um uh, obviously great to see her back, but I would imagine, you know, she probably, she might not fully feel there. Like, I think for her coming back um, for a good chunk of last season, now getting a full pre-season, like, I, I would really hope we, we see the best of her again um, this coming season. I think she's an excellent player. Um, and, and McCoy, she was also injured. Like, we, we, we struggled with injuries. Let's let's not be around the bush. But, look, as you say, we've still got to have strength and depth. Um, and, obviously, that's what we need to add. But, yeah, look, having Jane Ross back, I know we've, we've let Kayla McCoy go. Um, but having a fit Jane Ross and, you know, Megan Bell coming back. And, and if, we can add, if we can add to this team, then, listen, absolutely, we'll, We'll be well on the way to kind of solving the maybe the struggles we had last season. I think all going well. Megan Bell coming back. We've got Jane Ross coming back. Add in Rio Hardy. You've also got Kirsty Howitt and Lizzie Arnott as well, who can play. You know, Lizzie Arnott can play right across that front line. Kirsty Howitt can be deployed in a couple of different positions. I'm quite comfortable with the attacking line. Um, for me, Graham, it, it is probably more the midfield we need to focus on. Um, I'll just kind of run through the, the players we've lost. So, Maddie Nolf uh, moved on for defence. Emma Watson, Colette Kavana. So, I know Watson's a winger. But Colette Kavana might not have been a regular first-team starter, but I think it's something we do need to replace. Big one for me was Sam Kerr going to Bayern Munich. I thought she was just really starting to come on a game for the last six to eight months of the last season. Brilliant move for her. Not so great for Rangers. I do think we are quite light in that area. We're extremely light midfield. Absolutely. Listen, um, yeah, you spoke out the front line. Um, I think we're, we're nearly there. Maybe maybe one more coming in. Look, Kirsten, by the way, I think, is, I think she's one of our best players. I, I think she... Is absolutely phenomenal. Um, back to the goal, and her movement's great. She can absolutely finish. Um, so really, really happy with what. Well, hopefully we we keep hold of Kirsty Howitt. Um, but yeah, listen, Emma Watson for me is just 
we, we talk about Sam Kerr and Sam Kerr's more experienced than Watson. and Sam Kerr's really important for Rangers and Scotland. Um, and yeah, it's a great move. But for me, I think that the Emma Watson um, losses, that is a real sore one. Um, probably one of the, I think, I think it'd be fair to say, you know, probably one of the the best young prospects in, in British in British football. So to lose her, I know my knew had been linked for a while. And, um, for Scotland, she was outstanding. Um, I was at that game against Costa Rica, um, where she bagged a double. She was excellent. So look, losing Emma Watson's a blow. So I couldn't agree more. The midfield is an area we need to we need to go out and, and look and see what talent we can we can get in. But it's going to be hard replacing those two. That's for sure. Aye, with Emma Watson, like, I don't want to take away the season she had last year. Young player of the year for for, for Rangers and um, and uh, the Scottish Women's um, Premier League. But despite that, I think the bigger loss is not the player she is, but the boy we think she's going to progress and develop and to be. I think in two or three years' time, we're talking a real, real talent. Um, I, I see her really... Going on leaps and bounds, um, not to jinx her now, um, and like you do, wish her all the best. But it's that's probably the big soul one. Absolutely, but I guess listen, McLean and McLeary, McLeary's always somebody that that, that I think is um, like a really promising, promising looking player. Um, always think she has that kind of spark in her that can really light up a light up a game as well and I think look those two specifically I think hopefully coming on to to more of a game, more experience under the belts. Um and look we've talked about youth and and hopefully bringing them through. Um but whether that's to I mean whether that's it's not going to replace the players we've lost, let's face it. We we still need some experience but we do still need some some quality and, and hopefully we can we can deliver that. Uh, Kirsty McLean's probably in that mode that I was talking about, um, where I think Joe Potter will do really well. So, like young, dynamic midfielder, just got her first Scotland call up as well. Um, you know, she's been in about the first team squad for maybe a year or two, but she's still very young and raw. I do see her taking up the next level, but I, you're right. I think it has to be has to be experience that we're adding, and like definitely any of that midfield and one or two more, maybe in the in the forward areas just for depth. In terms of the squad we've got then, um I mean I'm just kinda of looking at it. We are quite doing the bare bones in terms of experienced heads. Do you see MDLs moving on for the current cohort we've got or do you think it'll be very much just adding on um and replacing them that it goes? Honestly I don't I don't know. Um is a the simple the simple answer. Um, I would like to think not. I'd like to think what we've lost already is going to be it. Um, and we build on, you know, we've still got a really experienced, really good um, spine there that, that, that have won the league with us, that have won cups. They know how to win games. Um, they're passionate about a club. So I'm hoping not. I'm hoping we only add from here on in. But like I guess you just don't know what's around the corner, do you? Um, it's going to be a really tough season. Like I think it's going to be much the same in terms of um, Rangers, Glasgow City, and Celtic all going going at it. Um, 
throughout the season again. Um, it's going to be a long, tough one. So for me, it's it's more about the depth. So when you talk about bare bones, you know, it's not just about the quality we've lost, which we've lost. We have to ensure we've got good depth because, like, a couple of injuries could just completely derail the season for us. Aye, and I think it's the same balance to any any football team has to have. Whether that, I mean, well, experiencing the 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 men's first team as well, that balance between bringing the young players through and creating a pathway, but you don't want to over rely on them. So when we talk about Laura Berry and Maya McCauley coming up, like we can't over rely on them. We can't fling them into ninety minutes against Celtic. Um, after a couple of injuries, we do need to breed that in. Um, so. I, I'm with you. Depth oh, has to be the, the big thing because it's a long season. What we do have, uh, it's not. It's definitely not a positive. I don't want to paint it as a positive. We don't have Champions League football where others do. We need to use that um, to our advantage, particularly in the start of the season when we're playing the qualifiers. I say all the time, every club always underestimates the qualifiers and how much of a toll it takes in your domestic form. Rangers really need to hit the ground running for the off. Absolutely. Like I mean, like any season, any any team that wears that Rangers jersey, like we, we want to win every game, we demand to win every game, and and that's what Joe Potter, I think, gets. I think she understands that. I think she gets it from the the off. Um, and I fully expect us to be ready for that that season. Like got the World Cup to look forward to now and, and that'll be great but um, so maybe expect less movement certainly during that time I don't know um, for players coming in um, or maybe it'll just be a slow and steady stream but yeah it's, it's so vital we add we add to this squad just now and, and you know getting the players in the sooner the better to to get to know Joe Paul's style of play and how she wants us to play and her expectations is really important as well. Yeah, just on the World Cup, it would be good if we could maybe start replicating the nineties. Well, um, <laughs> we we wait and see a, a player having a decent World Cup, and you know Rangers go and sign them. Uh, but Victoria <laughs> Victoria Essen, um, representing Rangers from New Zealand, kicking off tomorrow, kicking off the World Cup. Um, I hopefully she has a has a decent wee turnout. Um, I don't know, is she the you know is she the number one for New Zealand? Is she the Sub goalie. I'm not sure. I'll be honest, Colin. I am not sure. I, I did you see New Zealand are kicking it off tomorrow? Aye, eight a.m. Oh, then we shall find out. I don't. I don't think so. But no. um, I think it might be an elite. It's, it's one of the ones I'm always. Uh, we speak about international football at a time when, when Rangers players are away, men are women. It's that on a personal level, you want to see them do well. Um, for a selfish point of view, you just want to wrap them in cotton wool and make sure they're okay coming back to Rangers. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. From my point of view, um, I'll be on, I think I'll be on the back of Italy this World Cup. That's where I got in the, the sweepstake of uh, the work. So I'll. <laughs> I'll be hoping for a, I'll be hoping for an Italian um, win at the World Cup though. Somehow I I think not. <laughs> Funnily enough, they studied New Zealand two nothing, and one of their friendlies was it last week or two weeks ago was it? Aye. So yeah, after a good start, after a good start. But 
Uh, well, Gemma, I think that's been a nice wee intro chat to the women's yep. team. Anything else you want to finish up on before we move off? No, just look, just um, excited. I feel like um, it's already been a long few weeks so far. So I think everyone's counting down for the start of the season, both men's, women's. Um, I think we're all just desperate when there's, when there's not been much going on in the next last few weeks. We've got the Women's World Cup coming up. It's a shame though, it's um, where it's based. Some of the some of the game times are a bit honking. Um, so yeah, we'll try and catch as much as we can and, and keep the and keep that um, football football drug going. Eight a.m. on a Wednesday morning, it kicks off. <laughs> That's stinking, stinking for UK listeners. But what can you do? Can you please everybody? Um, no, but thank you very much for listening, folks. Um, again, these like we have never fully put a focus on the women's side. Um, we've only kind of dipped in and out as a pod, and we're looking to give a more regular focus. And we'll really go off the feedback. Uh, what you think? Um, let us know what you think of the pod, and you want us to discuss in our next show. How often you want these shows, and along with the match day coverage, you know, we want to quench that Rangers thirst but all that's left to do is a massive thank you again for coming on mate cheers Colin and thanks again to all the listeners we'll speak to you again soon take care